Welcome back to MBA Mature by Accident. Shashwat Baxi and Gina Sasso here for another episode of our podcast. Good afternoon, Gina. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, feels good. We had a good week. Um, not just we the did. podcast, but just in general. So <laughs> We uh, did. It was so great to see you. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It's hard to believe for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't seen who you know, people who don't follow us on social media would have seen that Gene and I actually got to be in person uh, in the same place, got to be in the same place together uh, and meet in person on what day was that? Wednesday of yep, last, last Wednesday. week. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we went out to a nice dinner, just the two of us hung out, catch, uh, caught up a little yeah. bit. I know you took me to Indian food. It was delicious and we wonderful. Went out to Indian food. <laughs> it was awesome. For anybody who usually or who has been to Indian food before knows they usually give you too much food and oh, uh, so much food. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a lot of food. We tried not to overorder, but there was still a lot of food. So um, I guess I'll just kick it off right in our sort of my week in review. I, you know, that was one of the highlights, of course, of my week in review. Back to business travel, and I had a meeting in Connecticut, and so I scheduled my meeting and my travel in such a way that it would allow for me to stop in town in Southington and pop by and see Gina for a couple hours and go to the meeting that I needed to go to, and then uh, head back to Chicago. And one of the things that was also very cool about this particular past week was my parents came to see the new house that I and uh, Divya just recently purchased. And so a lot of uh, things going on in the course of a few days. It was a very busy and hectic and jam-packed week yeah. from Tuesday night to to this weekend. So Filled with all good things, though. It was, yes. It was busy, but filled with all great things. So very much fun. so. I like week, very like, much weeks so. like that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So on a personal level, it was busy. On a professional level, it was busy. The idea of being back to uh, traveling was interesting, of course, as yeah, I count I down the days for the delivery of our child and all this kind of stuff. And so hectic life, but uh, overall, it, it felt normal, which was good, right? And that's yeah, like a little bit back to what you were used to. So that's kind sure. of interesting, an interesting perspective. My week was kind of the same. I, I saw you midweek and it felt like mm. I had a lot going on in my professional life, many, a lot of meetings, a lot of things going on. Um, and then I ended the trip or ended the weekend with a girl's trip with my friends to, to Rhode Island. And it was just it was so fun. We had a nice time together and it was just a really great time, something we all needed just to relax and get away. That's great. That's great. Glad you were able to get out. And uh, however, many of you that were there on the trip had a good time. So, yeah, we awesome. did. We had a great time. Fantastic. So on this week's episode of MBA Mature by Accident, we wanted to talk about something I think that uh, sort of has been an underlying theme in a lot of the conversations we've had in the past and a topic we've sort of brushed on, and that's sort of the idea of gender roles and gender norms. And given the dynamic of this partnership, it just sort of makes sense to talk about it, right? Like between the two of us, um, I identify as male, you identify as female and what that sort of means to your life professionally, personally, what it means to my life professionally, personally, and just sort of talk through how that impacts us, you know, um, in yeah, all I aspects also, of our lives. So. Totally. I also think there's such a, um, 
a concentration and an education going on about gender fluidity and how yeah. we need to kind of prepare and educate ourselves, you know, to for allowing people to be their most authentic selves. And, and I think that it's it's great to just have the conversation and talk about it and, you know, really understand how, how we can do our part. Yeah. So let's start there. I think it's interesting, especially for somebody in your situation, because you in your personal life know of someone who is a um, an adolescent preteen, somebody who is on the journey right now of identifying how, however they would like. And so really, I guess, you know, to me, I would say it's really difficult and it's probably where I grasp uh, or I have the hardest time grasping the concept of um, gender when somebody is born and identified uh, physically or biologically as one gender and then decides at 12, 13, 14, 9, 10, 11, whatever age it is, um, all the way up through that, okay, this isn't the one gender that I want to identify with or I don't want to identify either way. Right. Um, Right. Um, and, and, you know, that I, I actually do know a couple of people that, that mm -hmm. are in the, in my life that are, you know, exploring this. And um, I am grateful for them to teach me, you know, like yeah. for, for them to say, hey, this is how I prefer, because, hey, if that's how I preferred, I would want to be able to say it as well, you know, and that's sure. how you can have a better relationship with people and, and bravo for them to be brave to educate people to say, this is how it is for me. And, yeah. you know, understanding what that's like. Um, I, I, to me, it's, it's, um, it's not a shock. It's not like a, it's just a conversation and it's a preference, just like mm -hmm. somebody saying, you know, how to correctly say their name, you know, like to yeah, me, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's, it's more of about, it's more of, of about teaching and, and being able to understand them in a different way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, obviously the, the idea of somebody identifying one way or another, or, you know, however they would like, it's not about being binary, right? Because that's the whole point. The whole point is for us to talk about allowing for people to feel however they feel, mm -hmm. whether you agree or don't. Right. I might not agree with the idea of gender fluidity. I might not agree with the idea that there are more than two genders or people should just go out and be able to say, I don't identify one way or the other. It's like, hey, you're born a male, be a male or you're born a female, be a female. Maybe that's how I feel. Maybe it's how I don't feel. Um, but that's we're not here to tell people how to feel. Right. The idea is just that there are a lot of things around gender identity, gender norms, gender roles that we should discuss just so the conversations are being had. Um, Absolutely. You know, and and so were, it's interesting. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. We were talking a little before we started recording about how it starts, you know, so young, you know, like how, mm. you know, little girls are supposed to do X and little boys are supposed to do Y, you know, like and yeah. have how that kind of forms you and how society tells you that that's what is appropriate or not appropriate and i think only now we're getting and seeing the education that i mean there's it's been around but i feel like now it's it's a little different and i feel like we're you know we can all be a little bit more open-minded you know and and understand that this exists and that it's a social thing and that you know we can do our part to to make it better for those who are 
who are having trouble identifying, you know, like that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a hard position to be in. For sure. So even if you, if you do have people who are not having a hard time identifying, as you were mentioning again, before we started recording, sort of that gender norm is thrust upon you as a young Mm -hmm. child, right? Mm -hmm. Just in, in one certain aspect like clothes or another aspect like your toys. Um, before we even get into the workplace and before we even get into adulthood at your kids are three and six, right? Three and seven. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even like they're that old, but even at that age, the stuff that they see on TV directed towards young girls are dresses, Barbies and homemaker sets and, you know, the, whatever the things are in your house specific to quote unquote girl toys or whatever, that's, this is how girls are supposed to act compared to what is already, even for a baby, an unborn mm-hmm. baby at, you know, who's going to be yeah. born a boy. And you're just like, these are the boy things. Exactly. And, and the fact that the fact that a toy has a gender associated to it, like yeah. that's insane. It's a toy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like it sure. doesn't mean more than a child entertainment purpose, you know, like that right. doesn't, it doesn't mean more than that. I mean, yeah. is it educational? Uh, whatever. There's at the end of the day, it's a toy, you know, like yeah. it doesn't really matter what they are playing with. Right. Yeah. And I think now I'm lucky to be at an age where my girls can choose, you know, and they I try to give as many options as I can and be, you know, open to have conversations whenever they come up, you know, and it's that's kind of just my way of For trying, sure. you know, I mean, that's trying to do my part and just also always learning, you know, like wanting yeah. to do and and understand how to be better. You know, that's the whole purpose. Well, forget about toys. Colors have genders. Yeah. Identify with them, so. <laughs> that's so true. Isn't that funny? Isn't forget that funny? Forget about the toys, right? I mean, yeah. when if you do a gender reveal and you just decide, you know what, I'm going to do orange. Yeah. And exactly. people will be like, what are you doing? Right? Exactly. What are you doing? Orange, yellow. Brown, red, black, white, no, purple. That's no, not okay. I None know. of those are called green. I, that's what I'm, next next gender reveal. I'm just gonna do green. <laughs> I'm having I'm having money. That's what I'm having as a baby. <laughs> just a bundle of a bundle of money yeah. that I'm gonna spend. So yeah, I know, but do. it's it's all like a part of it's a it starts so young, you know. And yeah. I think that once you start opening your mind to think or your eyes even to things that we Mm. do associate with gender and and putting yourself in a position of somebody that maybe doesn't identify either way like that has to be so difficult and like in a in a world that's surrounded by gender that has to be ridiculously hard you know that has to be crazy so um but i'm grateful to be or like like i said i have a couple of people in my life that are transitioned or you mm-hmm. know uh, you know in the middle you know like i have i'm blessed to have a lot of different types of friends and i um i feel like i'm just so grateful to have the education and be able to support them no matter what you know and yeah. that that's it so yeah i f- i feel like it would be really hard to be in that situation again from when we were growing up because I mean we were definitely cultured to just know one way right For sure. boys boys do this right like you're talking about boys do this boys play these sports girls play these sports like when we were in high school and you were a varsity cheerleader in high school there was a 
a man, a boy on the cheerleading squad and how much grief and flack did he get for being mm-hmm. a guy on the cheerleading squad as if and here's here's me Mr. School of Spirit himself I'm not maybe not on the cheerleading squad but I didn't do any less yelling or cheering for the, <laughs> for, the for the sports teams than that guy did right yeah no exactly and if you think about your own past and how I remember like specific conversations of being like well that's not ladylike or that's yeah, not sure. you know what I mean like things Absolutely. like that when you're a kid and like you're just like yeah. oh well you don't have throw to like be a girl this. Yes, like be like this because that's what little girls do. And you know what I mean? Like it's it happens and it's just like, you know, a a product of our surroundings. Right. I mean, it's it's everywhere. It literally is everywhere. Which is unfortunate, though. That's the problem, right? There's no way to attack it because it is everywhere. Like, I I mean, of course, right. We I remember guys yelled uh, in the baseball field to get hit by pitches. Don't cry. Right. Girls cry. Don't cry. Boys don't cry. No right. problem. Right. Um, you know, you all of a sudden now pink is so associated with breast cancer awareness month and women that like anything with professional sports around pink is like for Mother's Day or for breast cancer awareness or ovarian right. cancer awareness. Right. Like absolutely. No, right. You want to have literally like this a ma- color. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. You you want to have this masculine jersey that gets people excited about football or rugby or soccer or whatever wrestling, whatever masculine, quote unquote, masculine tough guy sports there are, they wouldn't be wearing pink. They wouldn't be wearing yellow. They wouldn't be wearing magenta or purple or whatever. Like we're just, there's almost no way to even start identifying the problem because it just seems like it is woven into the fabric of everything that we're. Yeah. And I feel it. And I think that if you think about, you know, like typical things that women are supposed to do, you know, like mm. in, in, in just from my perspective, you know, like yeah, in, there, there are some unsaid rules about things that I should be doing in the home, right? Like mm-hmm. in my, that's the way I, you know, it, it just is, right? Like I should be cooking, I should be cleaning, I should be doing right. all those things, right? right. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the life, right? But like, I feel like we live in a world that's way more open to that now. And I can tell you, Paul does all of those things and more, you know, like he, mm-hmm. he it's not, it's more of just like, Hey, we have responsibilities as homeowners and how are we going to make these, you know, this life work for all of us. It doesn't necessarily matter who and what and why somebody is doing something based on your gender, right? Like there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much of that that's still going on. Like, and I feel like there's, we both work so much that it's very hard to say like you're responsible for one single thing or all the things, you know, like there's, it's, you have to be able to split it up and have a great partnership and regardless of your gender or your gender role. Right. Like that's. Well, imagine the situation in your house, if you were, if the roles were reversed and he was the one doing all the work, quote unquote, right? Or if he had, if you had to live off his salary only and you were just being, you you were a homemaker because that's all you could do. Not because you made that decision, but if that was all you could do, you would probably lose your mind. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there would be no, no chance that that's ever going to happen. (laughs) I'm just not that type of person, you know, like I'm just, I'm just not that one, you know, like where I, I would never be able to do that, you know, and 
like I said, we have to live this life and you mm. got to get stuff done. So yeah. <laughs> you got to do that, what you got to do. Was that an active conversation you guys had when you were first starting to build your home together, build a family like, hey, we're just going to evenly split it. I'm not going to be the person to cook dinner every night. I'm not going to be the person. You're not the lawnmower and I'm not the, you know, the the whatever the lady who does the cleaning and the laundry. Like we just are going to figure it out. Whoever's available, all hands on deck. Yeah, I don't know if we ever had like specific conversations. And to be honest, it has like gone back and forth depending on what life situation we're in. You know, like if mm -hmm. I happened like when I was going to college, obviously I was home more and did more of that stuff just because I was there, you know, yeah. like whereas, you know, like it just goes back and forth. Like when the kids are young, you know, like I was a little, I was home a little bit more or vice versa. Like he was home a little bit more during, you know, like jobs and things like that. So mm. um, because he owns his own business now, he works a lot, but he also works hours that are a little bit different than what he normally would have worked before. So he's right. able to help bring, you know, bring them places and pick them up and, I will say he does a lot of that. He does most of all of the stuff lately with the girls because there's because number one, he wants to. He missed out on on some of that stuff when they were really young. And I think also the quarantine kind of puts things in perspective, you know, like on what's really important and things like mm -hmm. that. So we we've, we've both tried to, like, be more actively involved in in their lives. Um, yeah, I don't know if we've ever had like a specific conversation about it, but it's just always been like, hey, this is the house we live in and this is the things I have to get done. Whoever's going to get them gets gets them, you know. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Did you have those conversations? Uh, I think we had a little bit more of that conversation because <clears throat> Davia was very much at least initially raised where she needed to learn how to cook. Like that was a very strong priority for her parents mom specifically right like it was some of those generational yeah tradition ideas, right right like, traditional generational things where their parents are like hey we have a daughter and so was it about the, oh it was about the role or it was about her being a daughter or was it about mm -hmm. like passing down a recipe or, or no it was about her it was about her being a daughter it was about the idea where indian parents tend to stick to generational gender roles that they've identified and have had passed on forever and ever, right? And so as the only daughter, there was always a conversation like, well, if you don't know how to cook, how are you going to feed your family? Mm. Like, who's going who's gonna to cook in your house? And not even to get to that place. Like, if you're a woman, and this is how a lot of people feel, and because I've seen it all over the place, not specific to my mother-in-law, who's great, um, but just just how she felt. Like, I need to make sure my daughter knows how to cook because other families when it's time for the matchmaking will take that will ding her on that mm. right that's like it's like a it's like a not a check plus i mean that's a check minus like you got wow. what are you doing like it's great that you're a professional but can you handle yourself in the kitchen and the answer is no you've got other the mother-in-law on the other side right the mother of the groom might be like well she's not going to be able to take care of my son so she's mm. not the right match for my you know or who's going to feed my kids when my husband, when my son's working and his, you know, my daughter-in-law is just not able to do anything in the kitchen. They're just going to have to eat out every night. And whether those people feel, whether those people feel that way or not, they show it in the movies, they show it on social media, they show it all over the yeah. place. And so you've got all this nonsense about, 
women needing to be able to make food. And so we had those conversations specifically around cooking, where I was very much like, I love cooking. I enjoy being in the kitchen very much. I enjoy going to the grocery store. I enjoy the whole process of it. You have nothing to stress about, right? You might not enjoy cleaning. I might not enjoy cleaning. We'll figure it out. Laundry, we'll figure it out. Taking the trash out, we'll figure it out. The yard work, whatever, right? Like you can mow the lawn if you want. If we have a push mower and you want to get behind the thing and do it, great, go ahead. Like it's not going to matter to me. Um, and so we might never not have had to have that sort of sit down conversation, but it definitely came up and a lot of it comes up because of that sort of generational generational understanding that her parents have, my parents have, and what they then expect us to do from a young age. So, yeah. Interesting so knowing to say all, Yeah, knowing all of the, you know, tradition and background, do you think that it's harder for you to understand the concept because of the because of your roots? Or like when you had said that earlier that you were, you know, it was hard for you mm -hmm. to kind of imagine yeah. one or any anything in between. Do you think that's yeah. Why? Yeah, some of it. Some of it is just I, I don't understand because I've never felt that. Right? It's 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 from ignorance. It's not because mm -hmm. those people are wrong. It's I don't I don't understand the feeling of waking up in my own body and feeling like I'm confused. Yeah. About what Thank I. Thank God. Am. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I mean, right, like, yeah. amen. Amen. There are I so can't many imagine, people out there. Yeah. I cannot imagine what those people are going through. And then that's yeah. my lack of understanding of that is why I don't understand. Not because I'm like, well, you guys are wrong. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I get that. Cool. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So cool. Whatever. Um, do you. Do you be you. Good for you. Um, and, I, and it's interesting because I also think like because our parents, all of our parents collectively, your parents, my parents, whomever, came from that generation where your mom was expected to do certain things. Your dad was expected to do certain things. And that's just the way you're raised. Like we even had some little thing come up where, and I told, I think I told you this, where um, we were going through the house and cleaning out some of the stuff that the former owners had left. And they left a Fisher Price, like kitchenette set. Right. And I said, well, we're going to throw this out. And we were having this conversation in front of other people and they was like, oh, why? Where are we going to throw it out? I said, because it's old and it's been sitting outside and it's dirty and I don't want old, dirty, you know, used things. Like we can, if we want a new kitchenette set, we'll get one. And whoever we were talking in front of made a comment like, um, because it's a kitchen. And we were like, no, not because it's a kitchen and we're having a boy. It's because it's a kitchen and it's old and dirty and wet and we want to get rid of it. And so you can just tell that, like, that's the mentality still oh, yeah. there of, yeah. of the people. And so, again, like I was saying before, you don't even know where to start. No. Where do we even begin to try to break these things down? Because it's no. everything. Just have to, I think you have to be open-minded and willing to learn and willing to adjust. I mean, that's what learning and growing is all about. So, I mean, like, it may be, you know, difficult for some people to understand, but it's, it's reality and everyday yeah. life you know, occurrence that happens and that we have to be aware of that, you know, it's it, just the fact that a kitchen has, you know, like that sort yeah. of gender association, like that For just sure. is a, a point that For shows sure. like how yeah. often it could be in your face if you were, if you were questioning your own, you know, like yeah. that's what yeah. a life, you know. For sure. And how can um, we be supportive? 
No question. How do you feel like it impacts you in your professional life? Mm. So when I first started 10 years ago, I mean, I, I work in, a, in the tool industry, you know, so it was a very male dominated world. Like it was yeah. like the people that were up there in the company, like they were men and that mm. was it, you know, like, so it was over the last like decade, it has been insane how many mm. women have climbed the ladder. And I will say that most of the people on in the leadership team now are women. And it's so refreshing and it's and aspiring to me to see all of these women like rise up in such a male dominated industry and how mm. how my company goes about it is just amazing. So I I mean I'm I'm all for it and I feel like there's so many more opportunities. Um than there ever have been and that it's all being reimagined and you know how can we just keep that perpetuation yeah do you think that because it's the tool industry that you as a woman have you had have you felt with have you felt situations that have then kept you down are there ceilings that have been put in place things that have or haven't happened because you're a woman who might not understand what it's like to hold a wrench in your hand and get under the you know the hood of your car and start to do all that stuff i can honestly say no i feel like That's there's it's it's a very open culture and it's mm. very um it i never once felt like that if i thought it it was only you know to recognize that you're one earlier in my career that like you're the only yeah, woman sure. in the room you know like right. that's that only like that sort of recognition and then like really the shift of you know women in leadership is just mm. outstanding and no i i really can honestly say i've never felt that way only awesome. maybe in the beginning, just something that I thought, you know, like that I recognized. Right. For sure. Uh, oh, very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. I think the only time it's ever really come up, which is recently, um, which I find to be hilarious, sort of, that it hasn't been something that I've seen maybe because I'm a male, right? And I don't notice it as much just because we tend to not have as many things in our face, even though a lot of my work has been in reproductive health, which tends right. to be quote unquote women's health and whatever. Um, is recently we started to have a lot of conversations about maternity leave <clears throat> and paternity leave and the idea mm -hmm. of like, you know, there are women who don't understand and women I used to work for who were like, what's paternity leave? Why do you need to take time off? You're not the one having the baby, right? And then in the workforce, you've got women who need to take three or four months because they need to explain like, uh, I need to recover from this major medical procedure. It's not like I pop out the baby on Tuesday, I'm back on Thursday. Like no one week of maternity leave is not enough. And just that whole concept at my job, at Divya's workplace, at my previous employers, all the conversations around mat leave and paternity leave have seemed so uh, distant in the past. But now as they sink in about like, okay, now I have to apply to this thing. And then you gotta fill out this paperwork and then you gotta figure out well, what percentage are they going to pay? Are they going to pay like this? And how much time do you have? And do you have to take out all at once? And just, you're just like, man, I'm having a baby. Can we just do that? Like, I, yeah. I'm still going to, we're still having a baby in my house, a newborn. Whether I have a baby or my wife has a baby is not really relevant, right? Mm -hmm. and we, Absolutely. Because you know, your go, life is, your life is going to change. For sure. Like, <laughs> Somebody, so we need to equally parent that child. Yes, uh, absolutely. So like, those are the types of things I think that, we're like their systemic. ugly head. Yeah, that's like systemic. You know, like I yeah. feel like that's like 
that that's a perfect example of where this is like a big deal like you had a baby too like you're yeah, having yeah, a yeah. baby too you know right. so like that's right. insane of course it's For going sure. to physically take a different toll on the woman but that doesn't mean your life has changed yeah. or, or or hasn't changed i mean right. that's like it won't change mm -hmm. yeah right and you also right. you also hear other people I know for sure I've heard other people sort of roll their world exasperatedly uh, and begrudgingly congratulate women who are taking maternity leave for four months because they're like, well, now we got to pick up for this person who is going to replace them. What is how does it impact the workflow at the job and all these just like, I mean, you wouldn't say that to a male. You just you wouldn't. Right. You'd be like, cool. Hey, great. It's going to be great to be a dad. Awesome. First time dad, second time dad. Congratulations. You know, you'll, you know, they'll be back in a week or two, if, if at all. And it's like, cool, awesome. Send us a picture. In the, in the mom situation, you're like, hey, great. You're a significantly important person in this, in this role, in this company. You're going out for two, three, four months. Well, we'll see you when you get back. Enjoy your vacation. Like, it's just the whole way that, the whole way that it's approached is just, and well, I only and, notice it now. Yeah. It, there are things like even when you go back to work that are different, you know, like after you have a baby, you know, like because if you don't have an employer that's very, you know, flexible and willing to work with you, like I can imagine right. that being very hard. Like there are times sure. when you have to pump. There are times when you have to leave. There are times when you have to be flexible. So that's that's a very real thing. And it's it's very challenging for women. Yeah, so. yeah I can't imagine. I can't imagine, which is what, like, I wrote right on my social media after that labor and delivery class, man. I, <laughs> man, whoever, whoever's out there thinking it's somehow hard to be a dude, you're just wrong. Like, sorry, bro. <laughs> you're just wrong, man. And I want to so be, true. I want to be that tough guy. I want to be this, like, masculine, like, man's man type of guy and all this kind of stuff and watch sports and tell jokes and whatever, right? But. You think it's somehow harder being a guy. Come on, bro. <laughs> that's all I got to say to that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so. that's, I feel like it It starts then. And then, you know, and the, and the only thing that I think, you know, just saying it again is that we can do is just be open-minded and sympathetic to people in different situations and just educate people on how to, how to be and how to, yeah. how to treat them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. So we'd love to hear, obviously, from anybody out there who has had real life experience in this, right? Just the whether you questioned your gender identity, whether you've had gender norms and roles play a significant, um, you know, or has had some significance in your life. I was going to say significant role, but if it's had some impact in your life, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Come on out and talk about it. You know, well, and to educate us. Yeah. Like I'm always sure. so interested to hear, you know, how you can grow and adapt and, you know, right. treat people how they should be treated. Absolutely. Meet them where they are. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it this episode, but you did. <laughs> Meet them where they are. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's conclude there. We'll transition from that into our MBA moments of the week. I will go first. Um, my moment of the week was. Uh, probably a sequence of moments, but really there was a time where the, the my parents, my in-laws, Divya, myself, we were just all in the same place talking about sort of what the expectations are around how things are going to go. 
right, with our child. And just the idea of having to not sternly, but solidly make decisions where it's like, we are now the adults here, right? We're not your kids asking you for advice on how to do stuff. This baby coming into the world is going to be our child and no decisions are going to be made for this baby by anybody other than us. And so to have those sort of conversations made it seem like, holy crap, we're really old now. Like mm -hmm. we're an adult for real. This mm -hmm. is, I live in, I live in, a, I live in my house. We are having my child. And mm -hmm. while I appreciate everything else that you guys want to say, there is no but after that. That's no. It. Right. And there were a there were a sequence of events over the course of the weekend where I felt like, whoa, like I had to put my foot down and be like, yeah, that's nice that you guys used to do that back 30 years ago. But we don't do that. now. We yeah, don't do that. Here. Absolutely. And bravo to you both for for sticking up and doing, you know, what's right, because I feel like that's a that's a hard web to go down. It's it's challenging. And to be to go. I, I can't imagine how it is for a parent to you know, go through that transition as well, you know, like, right. because they're now at the point where they have to kind of like hands up and let, let you make your own decisions. It's got to be tough. For but sure. um, it also is important for you and your family to have, you know, the ground that you deserve. So that's yeah, the most we're important. Trying. Mm -hmm. We're trying. I, I mean, out of all the mature by accident moments of the week that we've probably talked about. That was that a big one. one. <laughs> Came out and I feel like right you're going to have really good ones in the next couple of weeks. Oh, man. Man, stay tuned. I cannot even wait. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. Uh, my moment of the week is that I got my first coronavirus vaccine. Awesome. I know. I got it on Friday. Um, mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um, it did not hurt. And the only thing that I'm feeling is this little bit of a sore arm and that's it. So I'm right. really excited to get my next one. Um, yeah, and awesome. I thought that they did such an amazing job of, you know, like facilitating everything mm -hmm. and that it was just like definitely a moment to remember, you know, like this is going to be something that we're like, yeah, I remember when I pulled up and got my vaccine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At a music sure. theater that I saw many uh, concerts uh, at. You know? <laughs> for real. In an effort to get back to that same music theater. Exactly. So you can see more concerts. Exactly. Yeah. But I was like pulling up and I was like, I've had uh, m many different other experiences here in this arena. Right. And having my coronavirus shot. So <laughs> let's bring it awesome. on. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, good for you. Glad that yeah. you got it. And what's Paul's uh, situation? Is he going to be able to get his scheduled as well? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I think he's just you know seeing how it goes, and we'll sure. we'll, we'll I'm ready we'll, to to get it, and he'll be ready, and I'm sure whenever he is, is, right? Yeah, whenever he is. Yeah, yeah. Got it. That's a episode all on its own. I know, I know. <laughs> but hey, you want to know what? Meet people where they are, and that's, that's it. it. That's right that's here. It. Yeah, that's I hear. it. I hear that a lot in this episode, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you opened the can of worms. And I know, I had no, to my just... fault. My fault. <laughs> All good. All this good. is turning into a drinking game every time yeah, I yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah. people are like, well, <laughs> if that was the case, people would have been hammered after listening to this season. Last exactly. Season. <laughs> awesome. Well, as we conclude today's episode, as we always do with some quotes, today my quote is by Patti Smith. 
Patty Smith said, as far as I'm concerned, being any gender is a drag. End quote. <laughs> so, you know, I think everybody's so worried about what people, what the gender everybody identifies with and what roles they're supposed to play and what norms they're supposed to have and what men are supposed to do and what women are supposed to do. And you're just like, it's not really any better or any worse on everybody's side. It's definitely harder being a woman, but it's not like, oh, men have it so easy and women have it so hard or women have it so easy yeah. and men have it so hard or people yeah, who are transitioning. You're right. Or people who I don't identify one way or the other have it the best or have it the worst. Who knows? Yeah, it's a drag. We just have to live mm -hmm. our lives. Let people do their own thing. Yes, exactly. Um, my quote is by Kevin Nolan, and it is, it is up to us to walk the talk. There is a box of gender roles working to end the stereotype situation will benefit everyone. And I think that that's kind of my feeling on the entire thing is that we should just work to break stereotypes and that we should normalize these sorts of conversations and continue to educate ourselves to do better. Fantastic. Cool. Well, let's wrap on that. And so, as always, for my co-host, Gina Sasso, this was Shashwat Baxi for NBA Mature by Accident. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, we out.